and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about episode 21, uh, Alley Cats. It's so lame because it doesn't have a pun or anything. I know, Matthew was Spoiler. very upset. Spoiler, they just go bowling. Like, yeah. that's the pun. I mean, I was just more upset that there was no kitties. <sighs> I'm upset about the lack of puns. Yes, we know. We're <laughs> always upset when there's not a pun. It's really disappointing. I'm sure it is. Anyways. So let's read the episode description. Yeah, we're going to get right into it. Okay. Will and Grace learn a lesson in sportsmanship when their friends refuse to play any more games with them after a very vicious session of charades. It is very vicious. It is very vicious, but I don't think Will and Grace learn a lesson in sportsmanship. I think they just learn to embrace their inner asshole. That's a lesson. I guess. They learn the lesson that they should not have learned a lesson from this. They should be themselves. Yes. Because their friends are boring. We get to see their friends again. I think they are the same friends we've seen a couple times now. Yes, so it's Rob and Ellen, and they stick around. Yeah. They're in a few more episodes. I don't think they're the ones from the pilot, but they're clearly, like, patterned after them. They might be the ones from the pilot. I don't remember. They're just very bland side characters who literally only show up, basically, to lose to Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. And then in the episode, it gets a little better, because, like, Will is, like, they're literally only our friends, so they could lose to us. Mm -hmm. Which are important friends to have. No, that's... No. I mean, it's mean, but it's important. No. <laughs> so. Okay, fine. It's not important. Okay, so I'm just going to put this out there for the universe to know that Matthew is a crazy competitive person when it comes to games. Sorry. To the point where I will not play them with him anymore. See, I think you're making a critical mistake in that we are not going the Will and Grace route. We only play team games and you are always on my team. But no one will play team games with you. Why? Because no one really likes board games, Matthew. Well, I think the problem is that you are not serving as a good advocate for playing Oh, no, board I'm, games. Ever, I'm never going to advocate playing a board game. But we can win the board you. games. No, we cannot because I refuse to play them with you. Uh, because even if I was on your team, winning would not taste good because I would hate myself in the morning. <laughs> as you can see, listeners, we really relate to this episode. Yeah, Matthew relates to it in one way. I mean, I'm aware that I'm a competitive person, but I don't get competitive about this sort of stuff. Yeah, because you're lame. I just don't like to play, like, games. Like, they, I just, they feel very pointless. And also, I'm just going to put this out there. I hate bowling. I hate going <laughs> bowling. Bowling is literally the worst thing ever. And here is why. I'm going to explain it to you. Every time I go bowling, I go with Matthew. Or someone in his family is with, too. Or friends of ours. And then, inevitably, because I suck at bowling. I suck at bowling. And I hate it in part because I suck. And I hate it mostly because, because I suck, someone during the game, will attempt to coach me on how to bowl. Wouldn't it just be easier if you learned how to bowl? That's the thing. I'm literally doing everything they're telling me to do. I just suck at bowling. (laughs) And so I'm telling them this. I'm like, yes, I understand and I appreciate your advice, but you know what else might be good? If you just back the fuck off and mind your own business, you're winning the bowling game anyways. Why do you care if I only score 39 points? See, and this is frankly why bowling alleys should not serve alcohol. No, that's exactly why bowling alleys should serve alcohol. No, because then everyone just gets belligerent. Yeah. This has been my experience as the non-belligerent person at the bowling alley. Oh, you are definitely a belligerent person at the bowling alley. Yeah, but I'm belligerent because I'm not drinking. No, you're just a belligerent person and you need to, <laughs> you need to like, see a therapist and just, like, do some, like, I don't know, like, what what's the type of therapy where they just, like, throw you into, like, your worst nightmare? Like, I don't know, immersion therapy? They need to immerse you in losing a lot of board games so that you get over it. I feel like that would cause a lot of damage to my psyche. I hate losing. I feel like then Almost you would... as much as Tessie hates losing. I, I don't hate losing. I just hate it when people are dumb and don't understand that I'm right. You hate losing at things you're good at, like Will. 
but I'm good. But I'm not. But it's not games. I don't <laughs> play games because games are stupid. I just don't engage in that. But like things like, you know, internet trolls piss me off. Right. Because like I can't win with them. <laughs> but it's not that I'm like winning because I'm playing a game. It's winning because I'm fucking right. Well, let's let's give our listeners a little bit more of the backstory of this episode. Yes. So as we talked about, there's bowling, there's charades. Yes. Basically, uh, Rob and Ellen are kind of bitches about it. Um, and they're like, I mean, like, their opinion is justified, like, the first time they voice it. And then after that, they go a little aggro at yes. Will and Grace about how, like, Grace is a monster. She's so competitive. Grace, Grace is a mess. Grace is a mess. Jeff is a mess. <laughs> but, um, it's, it kind of comes off a little, like, aggressive and mean. Yeah, I didn't like that. So essentially what happens is they lose badly at charades. And this is like the fifth time you play charades with them. So like, right. or like makes sense. $500,000 pyramid or whatever the fuck right. the name of the game is. Pyramid. Um, they take turns. They take turns playing those games. And so like every time we've seen it, we watched them lose to Will and Grace and also that one time Will and Belle. Right. Which um, doesn't count. Which doesn't really count. But, and so they, these guys are always losing and that's fine. And I can understand that that wouldn't be fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they like go to Will being like, you know, you guys, especially Grace, you're just really, really competitive. And it's not fun for us to just lose all the time and also, like, have you, like, rub our faces in it. Which makes total sense that it's a completely valid thing. Right. However, then once, uh, apparently that, is, that isn't communicated to Grace effectively, and then they, like, completely lose their cool. And then later, when they go bowling, they become exactly the sort of thing that they were complaining about because they were beating Will and Grace at bowling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so it wasn't just that you were trying to be adults, it's just that you were being sore losers. Right. And then I was, like, totally okay with the fact that Will and Grace were 100% going to just, like, crush right. them. Right, because when they're at the bowling alley, and this is a little where the episode gets better for me, because for a while, it's very, like, Grace is the worst. Grace yeah. is a mess. they're just like, Grace is crazy. Grace, like, just, like, there is, unfortunately, this beautiful scene where she's like, hey, guys, guess what I did today? And then tries to, like, charades out that she went to the toy store and oh bought everything of Scrabble. That was so but painful. But they're so bad at charades that she she's was, like, like... She's, like, a little word. And they're like, ah, N, in, out, ah, uh, it's, it's the. So and then so she, she starts. Goes like, I'm gonna give you a hint. It's the most commonly used word in the English language. And I just used it twice. And they're like, It? <laughs> and she's just like, The! The word is the! And so, like, I understand her frustration, but also, like, it did. That's how I get with you when we are not on the same wavelength during charades. Yes. Which we should play more often because charades is really fun. Or we should not because games are really not. Oh, you're really going to hate getting invited to family game night at my house. I'm not getting invited to family game night unless you ne- marry me for the sweet, sweet Nana money. No, that's dumb. I my husband re- and I are going to have game night. No. Let's not get off track again. I'm not going to game <laughs> night with your husband. Not I want that sweet, sweet Nana money. Not even if I spell game with a Y? I would maybe go once. Okay. I'll take it. But I'd play with your kids. That's fine. I'd play Candyland with them because that's not a very good Just don't game. play with yourself while my kids <laughs> Oh, that is a... Point where Grace is like, well, if you guys think I'm too competitive, well, I guess I'm just gonna go in my room and play with myself. And then she just like stops and like looks into the camera, like Jim on the office for a moment. And then she's like, by myself, I'm going to go play by myself. <laughs> but then when they get to the bowling alley, and this is where like I'm confused by the episode because I'm relating to it too hard. Yes. I'm assuming Grace is being you and not being good at bowling. But Grace is actually playing Will because this whole time. Grace has been like, no, Will, like, it's not just me. You're competitive, too. Right. She's been like, like, they have, like, this whole, like, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Conversation about, like, how Will is competitive, too. Right. And Will is convinced that he's not a competitive person. Well, and Will's, Will's position is a little bit more nuanced, which is actually makes it worse, which is that he says, I'm competitive, but I can control it. 
Which, yeah, okay, that's never been true of Will Truman. Like, sure, Jan. Right. Um, so she ends up, like, just playing him the whole episode. By, like, purposely losing at bowling until he, like, basically, like, pops a rage boner and mm-hmm. screams at her. Which I really related to as someone who's pops a rage boner about how poorly someone is playing a game they don't want to play. I just don't want to play games. <sighs> Your children want to play games. I like Cards Against Humanity because, like, even if you win, it's not, like, really an accomplishment. That's how playing every board game is. No. Not when you play with you. Uh, Literally one time. So Matthew and I, when we were dating in high school, used to play chess all the time mm-hmm. because he demanded that we play chess because, I don't know, that's what we did. Right. And I always lost because I'm okay at chess, but not very good at chess. Matthew is very good at chess. And Thank so you. We- <laughs> Listeners, she's literally like deep breathing and rolling her eyes and restraining herself from ripping my arm off. So, Can one, I at least get my left arm? I am right-hand dominant, so I want that one still. So one time, I beat him at chess, and he, like a little bitch baby, <laughs> demanded a do-over until <laughs> he beat me. We had to go back, like, four moves until he could figure out how to beat me, even though I had him, like, a checkmate. Like, I, I won. And I regret that. You should. I, I, would, mean, I would never do that again. Mostly because I would tell every one of our friends that you did that, and they'd be like, dude, you have a problem. I mean, you just did tell all of our friends. No, you didn't. They're not listening to this podcast. Yeah, our friends don't listen to this. <laughs> I did like that at the end it got a little bit less graceful in me. Because the show has done that before. Yes. Where it, it sometimes it will too, but mostly with Grace. Mostly with Grace, they'll just like decide that she's the bad guy. Yeah. And then like scapegoat her for the whole episode. So yeah. I did really like that they switched it and like made it so like no it's not just grace like they're both competitive and they're both assholes about it and they just need to like stop pretending it's the other one egging them on and mm-hmm. embrace their inner assholeness right which they do at the end of the episode mm-hmm. and it's really really well done yeah there's this weird chariots of fire thing oh that my I... god the ending shots of this episode were so fucking weird yeah they just kind of like there's a flash of a camera and they're doing like the chariots of fire bit with the slow motion and, and the, the music. And then the flash comes off the bowling ball. Yeah. And then they, like, not only does she, like, bowl a strike in slow motion, but then they do, like, a slow-mo, like, horrifying victory dance. So horrifying and so beautiful. Oh, God. I want to learn how to do a victory dance like that. The two of us sat there being, like, how can we, like, find a way to, like, stop this picture so we can make this my Facebook right. cover photo immediately. And it's just not worth the effort. But it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Oh, my God. It's so funny. But, yeah. I don't know. One other thing I kind of want to talk about it, because we were talking a little bit about the grace flaming, is it reminded me of this, and it's a wonderful video, and I'll probably post it on our Twitter, um, of Nicki Minaj explaining this thing about how, like, you know, when guys are aggressive and guys are, like, in charge and they're bossed up, mm-hmm. like, that's a good thing. Right. But if she does the same thing, she's a bitch. Right. And I feel like this episode kind of played into that a lot, where, like, even though Will and Grace are behaving in the exact same way. Yes. It's Rob and Ellen don't complain. You and Grace are too competitive. They're like, Grace is too competitive. Yeah. They immediately go for Grace. They're like, no, it's her. She's the problem. Yeah. And then, like, clearly it is not just she that is the problem. Because as soon as she's like, I'm going to keep my cool. I'll control myself. I will be chill. I Will's will, the problem. I will purposely lose this game. Then Will loses his damn mind. So right. it's like they both have this, like, intensity about them. And so... Uh, it makes them good friends. It makes them good friends. But, to like, each other. Yes. <laughs> not to Rob and Ellen. But I mean, like... On the same point, they're also both clearly good at these things that they keep winning. And they're maybe not being the most gracious about it, right. but they are, like, 
There's nothing wrong with being good at something, but mm-hmm. it did piss me off that Robin Ellen didn't complain. You guys are too good. You we should switch partners. We should mm-hmm. find a way to make this fair, more fair. They right. just immediately went, no, Grace is the problem. She's too competitive. Right. So like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Because then, and then immediately as soon as Grace is like losing, then they're not being like gracious winners either. They're like. They're doing victory dances, and they're, like, pat, like right. condescendingly patting her on the back and like, you'll get it this time. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad this episode exists because, like, Rob and Ellen have always been weird characters for me, or, like, they're stand-ins or whatever. Right. And I kind of like that we got this episode to see them a little bit more fully and see that they're always going to be the worst, and we yes. should just own that. Yeah. Like, Will and Grace has not always been a show that's fleshed out its tertiary characters very well. Right, but, like, these tertiary characters yeah. never really seem like they're going to get any better. And I like that. Now that I know that the show, now that we've seen them, mm-hmm. and the show's established that this is what they're going to be, I like it. And, I like that they're going to be like that. And the show literally establishes through the words of Gra- of Will that they are here to lose to us. Mm-hmm. And, like, but that's pretty much all they do. Like, right. I feel like that and, like, I think maybe in another episode they might be the couples to, like, go to the Olive Garden with or something ridiculous. Right. But, like, they do lame things, like lose the charades, the deep mm-hmm. breadsticks at the right. Olive Garden or whatever. They're, like, the they're the straight couple that Will and Grace is so much better than because yes. they're not a straight couple. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They, like, stand, stand to be like, this is what you could have yes. been. Really boring. And the episode kind of, you know, shows one way in which Will and Grace are not as good as them and yes. then crushes that reason by making Will and Grace be better than them in the end. Yep. So, I like that. I did like that. I, yeah, I just, this episode, like, really was not working for me until we got to that scene at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you said that, too. Yeah. Of just, like, once they, like, realized, like, the onus was not just on Grace, it was on Will, too. And he was just like, yes, okay, I'm competitive, I admit it! And, and the next, like, it's not very long at that point in the episode. No, it's Because, like, and we'll get to this in a second, the B-plot does take up a lot of the episode. It really does. But once they reach the realization, the next, like, two or three minutes are just, are the gold. They turn the whole episode around. Right. It's a great note to end on. Yes, it's just, it's beautiful because immediately once they both are like, we both acknowledge this is our problem, now let's go destroy them. Yes. And it just, it works wonderful. It's a yes. great way to close up the episode. It's really great. I, 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the B-plot, which Yay. I really liked because I thought it was a really strong B-plot, which we haven't had in a long time. And mm-hmm. it took up a lot of the episode, so I kind of think we should give it that same amount of space in our show. Yeah, it was pretty much like half of the episode was spent on this. Yeah. Basically, the plot of the B-plot is all in um, Grace's office, yes. basically. And Karen is drinking a martini at her desk, which is not weird. <laughs> but like, it's the first time we've seen her just like overtly drink at her desk. And you know what's weird? Is it, she's not, me. it's not that she's drinking, it's that she's not drinking. She's just kind of staring at the martini. Because she had a near-death experience. <laughs> yes. And that's sad, but also like, the near-death experience was not her own death. It was... That she nearly had. Her husband's near-death experience. <laughs> where, like, they're at a restaurant and he chokes on a piece of steak or something like that. And Javier, the Cuban busboy, has to come save him. And then she's like, oh, I should get him a gift. Maybe I'll bring his whole family from Cuba. Which, you know, dark. Yeah. Uh. But it's really funny because Karen is kind of at her best so far when she is having one of these, like... I don't know how to describe it. It's sort of like how, like, Will and Grace are... a a straight couple, but they're not. They're, like, something different than that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, she's showing human compassion, but it's, like, not really actually compassion or human. Right. It's, it's like, like, alien concern. Yeah, Karen is, like, at her best when she's at her objective worst. Yes. Like, she's at her best when she's, like, worried about Stan, but not about, like, Stan and his personal, like, well-being and, like, mm-hmm. existence, but, like, worried about Stan and, like, if he dies, 
What if you do with the keys to the safe deposit box? What if you leave all of our money to a school? Right. What if I don't have any money left and I'm penniless on the street? Right. Like what would her, happen then? Her concern for Stan is essentially concerned for herself. Right. And so like Which is perfect. Which is great, because that's when Carrot is really at her Kareniest goodness. Right. So the B plot basically becomes Jack decides to teach Karen CPR. So in case her meal ticket starts choking on his meal again, <laughs> uh, she can save him. Yes. And she's thrilled with that idea because she doesn't want to lose the meal ticket until yeah. she, like, basically until she finds out what CPR is. Yeah, and then, like, she's like, oh, I'm not doing that on this CPR <laughs> And it's, it's really great because it's because it's broken up by the A-plot. There's, mm-hmm. like, little vignettes you get. Like, you get the vignette where Jack finds out about the the near-death experience. And it's like, oh, honey, that's so sad. Like, uh-huh. I don't want... your outfit's amazing. Your outfit's amazing. And then there's the vignette where they're learning CPR. And he has this, like, acronym... It's like and it's so long. C T A X Y Z double like, cross G. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. It was like check the airway. Right. Which that means Hold the nose. Like pinch the nose. Pinch the nose. And then it was like tilt the head back. And, and then it was like the last one was like and then begin mouth to mouth. Mouth to mouth. Yes. And so we can probably plot out what that was, but let's not. Let's For not. your pleasure and ours. Oh my god, it was just really long and funny. And I'm like that. Because I think there is an um an acronym. I think it's airways. Breathing. It's like ABC or something. I th- yeah, I think it's like... There's a simple CPR acronym, which we should right. probably share with you as a public health concern, but you all have Google. Yeah. So like... We believe in you. Google it and pretend we told you. I mean, like, how did you find us? Clearly it was the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it. We trust you. Learn CPR, everyone. I'm not CPR certified. I'm not either. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I might actually be because I might have learned in Boy Scouts, mm. but I bet there was like some paperwork or some class that I was supposed to do and I was like, uh... I'm only sort of doing this because I feel like I'm expected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I almost, but let's not get into that. I almost did it because I was babysitting, but again, I kind of was only doing it because I was expected to. I actually hated babysitting. I love kids, but I hated babysitting. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I only had to babysit for my cousins and my mom would always, like, talk to them into giving me way less money than, like, anyone else who babysat. Well, that's like, rude. Yeah, like, I'd babysit for, like, 12 hours and only make, like, 20 bucks. Ugh. Uh, so and I this just, wasn't even, like, the Great Depression or something. Like, you're 25, like... Yeah, no, this is like mid two thousands. Yeah, what a bummer. So it was garbage. So mm-hmm. I never got CPR certified, but I'm glad that Jack is apparently. Yeah, he had some weird throwaway line about like having to give his dad CPR after he came out of the closet to him, which, which is kind of odd and more confusing. But I also feel like they retcon that later because okay. I know that there's an episode in season two where like Jack comes out to his family, mm-hmm. but it may only be to his mother. I'm not a hundred percent on that. But I think we've had another moment in the show where like there's been a throwaway line about Jack coming out to his family, and you said like. Yeah, I just feel like in season one, none of that backstory sticks so much. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Because uh, this is an episode where we see a good sense of Jack, and mm-hmm. he's well-developed as a character, but that is a new development. Yes. Like we commented in previous episodes about how Carrie's B-plot has shown she's really well-developed. Yes. So we're kind of starting to get there with Jack, but we're yeah. still kind of having this like fuzzy backstory. Stuff. Yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the CPR gets its payoff <laughs> when... So there's been this like dumb handyman floating around the whole episode. And he doesn't make sense. And the reason he doesn't make sense is because he's actually Chekhov's handyman. Yes. <laughs> Much like Chekhov's gun, he is literally just there to... Have a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> and and while it's fine if your gun has a heart attack, it's not fine if your handyman has a heart attack and yes. you're the only one in the building. Because you just learned CPR. So naturally you have to save him. <laughs> yeah. So Karen... There's another actually... This is kind of another weird shot in the show. I, there's a lot of weird cinematography things, but we see yeah. that... The, like, the exit of Grace's office for the first time. Yes. And it's this static shot where uh, Karen is on her way out of the office, mm-hmm. and she hears him having a heart attack, 
And we don't see it for a long time. Yeah, she's like, no, why are you clutching your chest and falling down? Yeah. So it's kind of clever, because then, like, you don't have to have the actor on set having a heart attack. Right. You know, all that jazz. But it, it actually kind of, at first it seemed like she, we weren't going to see her go back in the room either. Yes, and then she, like, you know, kicks him over with her, like, Prada shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm glad there's no security cameras to catch this. <laughs> yes. And then the last vignette, which is also hilarious, is <laughs> there is a sexy paramedic, because... Mm-hmm. When there is a Jack and Karen storyline and there is not a sexy man involved... It is disappointing. We have been done a great disservice. Indeed. Uh, so she starts trying to get the sexy paramedic to, to give her CPR. To make sure she's just doing it right. Right. Which is not a good idea. Do not give CPR on a real person. Yeah, don't do that if they're not actually in desperate need of CPR. I'm pretty sure you usually have to break the ribs. So, like, even if you're, like, gently pushing, it's very uncomfortable. Right. So... Only use CPR Annie or Katie or whatever her name is. Recessa yes. Annie? Recessa Katie. Yeah, something like that. But, I, yeah, it was Recessa Annie. Recessa Annie. Um, and then all I could think of the whole time, because it kept being like, Katie, are you okay? I was like, Katie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And don't do CPR that song. It's not the right Yeah, it's not the right rhythm. Oh, it's probably pretty close. That's probably why she's called Annie. Maybe. Anyways. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, so then as she's, like, trying to convince sexy paramedic to practice CPR on her, Jack runs in and he's like, Karen, I'm so proud of you. You saved that man. Oh! And then he says something really weird, and I don't even remember what it was, but he, like, has this strange declaration. Ucha Magucha. That's Which, nonsense. which is nonsense. That's nonsense. But I like it. It's good nonsense. Like, I can just see, I mean, I, I can just see. Like, I didn't just watch it. <laughs> I can see in my mind's eye, my memory of seeing Sean Hayes go, Oh, Uchima Gucha. <laughs> but, so then he basically ruins Karen's moment by being like... And throws himself across the table. He's like, oh, Sam's downstairs. And then as soon as she leaves, she's like, oh no, his mother is here. If I don't go, she's gonna, he's gonna invite her to stay the weekend. And then... I think Jack also refers to his mother as the goiter. Yes, the goiter. <laughs> the goiter is here. And so, but then like as soon as Karen's out of the room, like not even fully out of the room, Jack's just like... I'm her CPR instructor, and, like, jumps across the table just as she had been. He's like, show me if I'm doing it right. <laughs> Which, I was thinking they were going to go with a more ambiguous sexuality, but the EMT looks a little upset to be doing it. I'm just like, what? Which is a bummer. That is not as fun as this sexy lady. I'm not going to lie, the EMT looks a little gay to me, so I think Jack has better odds. Didn't we look up what his name was, and it was, like, Lucky or something? Yeah. Like, he's a porn star. Yeah, his name is Lucky. Sorry, Lucky, if you're not a porn star. But if you are a porn star, good, lo- good luck, Lucky. We're proud of you. Lucky Venus. Lucky Venus now. Oh, he's an American model and actor. Okay, that's So he was basically star. a porn star. He did a Diet Coke commercial. He joined the Army. He became nationally known in 1994 after appearing in a series of commercial for It's Probably Gonna Be Diet Coke. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. He went to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln before he was uh, an EMS paramedic and model. So, yeah. Cool. Good for you, Lucky Venus, age 55. Good job, Lucky Venus. I hope that you are still lucky and still Venus. Venus. Anyways, I think that's where we should probably leave it for today. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yay! We only have one more episode left, and it's the finale. Yay! Yay! So just a reminder, we're going to do the finale episode next week. Yes. Then we're going to hopefully listen to all of our podcasts and learn some things about ourselves and come back the next week with a season one recap where we can talk about our highs, our lows. I'm going to talk about my impression of Will and Grace now that I've seen one season of it. Yes. One whole season, which is better than I was, whatever this is, like... Several months ago. Several months ago. Probably like six. Is that right? Yeah, about... Yeah, 
about what, six. It was cold when we started. Yes, it was cold. It's I not mean, cold. admittedly, we did start at recording before we started releasing episodes. So That's like, true. we've kind of been doing it technically longer than we've been doing it. Mm. Well, we've definitely been doing it longer than we've been doing it. Well, we've never been sex. doing it. I'm making the P and V thing. Oh my god, my arm is killing me. <laughs> we are not talking about your sex injury on my the radio. Sex injury. <gasps> Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening to this, Tessie's mom. Oh, please listen to this, mom. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks so much for listening. Yay! If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Not A Couple Show. If you want to find us on Tumblr, we're at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. Or send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Yay! I'm uh, so glad you listened. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about the season finale. Until then, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben. Not A Couple. Bye! This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Eliza, I like you. This episode of Not A Couple was brought to you by Lucky Venus, by Tom Ford, the sexy new fragrance. It'll take your breath away. Warning, CPR certification required for purchase. Lucky